everyone. Welcome back to the Luca Beth Lounge, the cozy space for everybody who loves Lucas and Elizabeth from One Calls the Heart. Today we have me, Jillian. And me, Blanca. Hello. And me, Div. Hi, guys. Today, it's here, finally. We are talking about Union City, which is funny that we call it Union City because that's not what the episode is called. It's called Heart of a Writer, season seven, episode seven or eight, depending on what platform you're watching on, because some platforms consider the Christmas movie episode one and some don't. So Heart of a Writer, first up, we see Nathan giving Elizabeth an apple, and then we see him leave the church or leave the school and he runs into Lucas and he gets really upset that Lucas is there. He's like, they resist his and mistaken it's like, <laughs> first, first he says that, and then we have Opal complaining about uh, recess. Uh, I know. Is it supposed to be over? Yeah. I know. I love it when Lucas is like, or when Nathan is like, uh, uh, recess is almost over. And Lucas goes, oh, I better be quick then. Or yeah. what did he say? I wrote it down. I better hurry then. Yeah. Yep. And, then, and then Nathan has. has like a very unreasonably pouty face. <laughs> it's standard please be nice it is very standard <laughs> it's still standard unreasonable <laughs> yeah but dude the apple i have to say it so corny so corny and yeah. yes the bouquet kind of trumped it like but yeah oh my gosh and the way he hands it to her and she's kind of like oh okay thanks <laughs> and then and then when he leaves did you have you guys noticed that she does her little like thing <laughs> like like hello? I don't know if it's supposed to be like an ew thing, but she does it when no. Nathan leaves multiple times. It's like yeah. it's like she has two different kinds of size, and there's a Nathan yeah. side and there's a Lucas side. Mm -hmm. I actually wrote it like noteworthy the difference in in, in Elizabeth's expression <laughs> when Nathan leaves and when Lucas leaves in this scene. Yeah. Because I wrote the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Very, Very different. Such a uh -huh. yeah. 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 But I, I wrote it down under point number two, but great minds. So yeah. thought that counts. Yeah. Not the number. Right. <laughs> Which, yeah, that kind of segues us into the next point when Lucas yeah. offers Elizabeth tickets to the reading in Union City. And it's like, okay, here's an apple. And then he's like, here's some tickets to a reading in Union City overnight at the Yorkton it's like okay yeah I like how confident Lucas is when he's like am I interrupting and she's like actually I was gonna call the kids back in and he's like okay I'll, I'll be quick then instead yeah. of being like oh I'll come back later like Nathan probably would have done you know because he mm -hmm. never and she and he just asks her he does it and then I feel like yeah later when Elizabeth is like I ended up in Union City with Lucas because he asked me because you're always just being like okay never mind I'll ask you later true that's true it's like he went there for a reason and he was going to do it yeah you know, yep. he had to do it in 30 seconds or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. Lucas yes. <laughs> yeah. you know what I noticed is um Lucas says think about it and let me know mm -hmm. and you know mm -hmm. what you know who says that twice nathan uh -huh. he says think about it and let me know in the finale right after he asked her to dinner finally asked her to dinner mm -hmm. um, yeah and she's speechless 
And then he says, think about it and let me know in season seven, uh, season eight, episode one, when they're sitting outside her house, he's like, oh, we never got to have that dinner. And she's like, um, I guess we didn't. Maybe I let, maybe, uh, yeah. And she's (laughs) like, uh, can I, may I think about it and let you know? And he's like, oh, you take as long as you want. But it's kind of the same concept where with Lucas, like we see that she, she wants to go, right? And she goes and like, she sees him and she tells Rosemary she wanted to go. With Nathan, it's like, she didn't want to go both times. Right. And she never let him know one way or another. She, like Nathan asked her or told her twice, think about it and let me know. And then she never let him know. (laughs) But Lucas says, think about it and let me know. And she goes and lets him know. Yep. Granted, let's, let's, I do want to remember one thing. The the Union City thing, he kind of, she needs to let him know soon right because mm-hmm. it's gonna happen I think he asked her on Friday yeah or maybe yeah. Sooner, but it's supposed to happen on like the weekend like a Saturday that's or something. true so it's, so it's time sensitive yeah right but the Nathan can, thing can be quick too right like if she really wanted to go wouldn't she have just said yeah I want to go like right yes. there, then and there like instead of being speechless or yeah. even when he when he was like, oh, you know, we never had that dinner. She could have just been like, yeah, we need to do that dinner, which. And it's easy. It's the cafe. Right. So we got to think about that. Mm-hmm. Food for thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Food for the soul. No, it's not the same thing. Not yes. for the soul, no. <laughs> yes. And when he's offering her the tickets and she's just like, is taken aback. And he's like, I'm sorry, I really sprung that on you. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like she interjected. Yep. She's like, no, it's okay. Yep. And then, okay. And then he leaves and she's like, oh. <laughs> the different Happy kind time. of side. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, dude, it's very contrasted. It's yes. not, it's not like a coincidence or whatever you want to call it. It's very scripted, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think so too. I think yeah. it was directed that way okay so then um Elizabeth tells Rosemary that she wants to go to Union City with Lucas after mm-hmm. she weighs the difficulties and Rosemary's like what do you want to do and she's like I want to go mm-hmm. and then okay and then I I wrote this in there too um there's the confidence again when Lucas goes and uh talks to Henry and he he brings up an issue like he's he confronts him about something and then at the end he's like hey can I borrow your car yep and Elizabeth hasn't even let him know that she wants to go yet but he's like yep I'm gonna need a car because we're going to do <laughs> the city mm-hmm. well I mean he she had already told him at the school that she would obviously want to go right yeah so he knows that if she's still thinking about it it's not because she she's not excited about it but because there is something holding her back which is what she speaks to Rosemary about Mm -hmm. and I really like that scene um I think the advice Rosemary gives her is great Uh because it's for Elizabeth it's like a rare opportunity to do something to live an experience that she knows she would love right Mm-hmm. And it's a rare opportunity because it's an author that yeah, comes from abroad. I don't know where, where she comes from, but um, 
I agree with Rosemary here in that she shouldn't focus on what other people might think if she accepts. Mm -hmm. Not even Lucas. Yeah. yeah. Just think about herself. Yeah. 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 And then later she tells her every once in a while, it's okay to do something just for you. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. And poor Elizabeth hasn't, I mean, she hasn't really done anything for herself in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Got a little boy. Because he didn't have the, the opportunity to do so until Lucas came along. Yeah. Food for a thought again. <laughs> yeah. It's not Dude. Nathan that gives her that opportunity, right? What has Nathan ever done for her besides the plaque? Which do we even know he actually made it? Well, he gave he her an did. apple. We're gonna yes. Yeah. <laughs> One guy by this point, he's given her a library, he's donated the space, he's uh gotten her dream going again with the writing and then now he's thinking about something that mm -hmm. she'll enjoy which is oh and let's not forget the lanterns so lucas is constantly yeah. thinking about because that is a sweet gesture that he does sure he's doing it for the town but it's a conversation with elizabeth that kind of spurs it on and hmm. and yeah. i okay we're kind of getting off topic but my point is is the only one doing nice things for elizabeth to make her happy is lucas yeah okay while we're off topic just for a second and on that yeah. I when when Lucas says maybe it's time somebody does something nice for her and Nathan's like I like to think I already did what is he talking is that is that after the plaque is that what he's talking about or what I because I don't know do you, do I, you guys know like what he's talking about like that he did for her I <laughs> I'm speechless because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, what what has he done for her? I don't know. I always thought that line was put there, put in there, because uh, we were supposed to suspect that he had sent the flowers, but I'm right. not sure if but that's the only reason or not. Which he didn't know. Right. So so I'm just wondering what the ones you know we didn't, it's like, what are you talking about? You're I know. Gaslighting people. Oh. maybe maybe he held the door for her and we just didn't see the scene I don't know <laughs> Good yeah I don't know anyway we can get back to what we were talking about but I've always wondered that yeah okay maybe he just wants Lucas to feel insecure or mm -hmm. like he's behind in the competition yeah maybe and, and then I love him right what <laughs> That would be classic Nathan. I mean, he's always yeah, pretty uh, much yeah, especially in that episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's funny because by the end of the episode, we saw who had the edge, right? Pretty much, and then later on, we know that the flowers that Nathan took to her door were like inconsequential, like we never even saw it. Mm -hmm. Sure. Anyway, back to Union City. Uh, okay. So then Elizabeth goes to the saloon. To tell Lucas, yes. I love this scene so much. It's mm. one of my favorites. When she opens the door, her little <laughs> bashful wave is the cutest thing. I don't think I noticed that until you pointed out, Jillian. There are so many things I don't notice until you <laughs> point them out. Yeah, it's like, isn't it cute? She's just like, yeah. she's so nervous. And then mm. he stops what he's doing and puts yeah. it on hold so that he can talk to Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. And I like that she tries to be funny here 
and he doesn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that about the scene. It seems so realistic to me, you know? Yes. Like yeah. A little touch. That uh -huh. Uh -huh. And they're both just like so nervous. It's it's so it's yeah. so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it there I go. Yeah. So I want to say something about this scene. Um, well, I have a couple of things to say actually. Number one, um, when she's like, if it's a date, then I'm sorry, Lucas, I can't. Hmm. Um, and so she's very like, she does not want it to be a date. And you know, I like to do the whole going back and forth kind of thing. Let's mm -hmm. go to the next season, season eight, episode five. Who initiates and defines what their dinner is going to be? Elizabeth. I'd be delighted to join you on a date. It's such a difference, right? Like she's mm -hmm. come so far um, mm. in their relationship. So that was the first thing I wanted to point out. Number two, mm -hmm. he says, I will escort you in whatever way makes you comfortable. So mm -hmm. that's the thing. Like he wants her to be comfortable. Yeah. And when does that word come up again? Season eight, episode eight, the um, office scene, the TV office scene where he's like, I want for you to be com completely comfortable. And this yeah. is right after she's kind of trying to like fish for a kiss. So mm. that's what I love is like Lucas puts her happiness, her comfort, her interests, because we later find out this is about her, the trip, the Union City trip. Mm -hmm. And I just love that about him. Yeah. So Me those too. were my two things. I also like that he says, I would be happy to escort you in whatever way makes you comfortable. Not saying like, no, it's not a date, but also not saying, yes, it's a date. Like yeah. he leaves it open-ended so yep. that it's her, it's on her, like the ball is in her court. Yep. Hmm. And then she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, while I was rewatching this scene, I was like, okay, so this guy has told her that she has way with words, but I think he does too. Because oh, that yeah. answer, <laughs> that answer is really mm -hmm. clever. It, oh, yeah. Like you said, Jillian is not saying it's not a date. It's like, it, it's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And basically being like, yeah, if you want it to be a date, I'm happy to escort you as yes. a date. But if not, that's fine too. Mm -hmm. Which is important, I think, because if he had looked disappointed when she said that, it would be like, I don't know, pressure on her, I think. Yeah. And probably mm -hmm. that would have made her feel uncomfortable during the trip. Yeah. Like, he's always wanting more than I can give him at this point or something like that. So I think his words were very, very important and, you know, mm -hmm. the right words. Basically. Yeah. And she's just not ready to, to date yet. And so, if it were, like you said, if it was the pressure of it, it being a date, I just feel like in, I think that's realistic too, because in real life, if you're hmm. going on a date with somebody, it's like, Oh, it's a date. Like there's pressure to, to like each other. And if you're just friends, you get to know each other slower. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, they're just, they're the, like you said, the pressure's off so they can just enjoy their time and get to know each other. Exactly. And she can mostly uh, focus on the literary events. Like, uh, the Virginia Woolf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lucabeth, 
love story is a slow burn. Yes. That's what it is. And there's progress and you see every single step, um, which is why I think Lucas was always the choice. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing I like about this small dialogue is that she asks him about the dress code. I love that. I it's know. Like, right? It's like, I yeah. know, it's like a small detail that shows again their, that their backgrounds are similar. Yeah. Which is a, a good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine, okay, so, oh, I, I forgot about this. I was thinking, um, this whole this whole episode when I was rewatching it, I was like just laughing so hard because I was imagining if the roles had been reversed and this was Nathan <laughs> taking him <laughs> to Union City. And it is so funny, you guys. If you watch this episode thinking like imagining Nathan doing everything that Lucas is doing, it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, you no. would show up in like a wrinkly shirt that's coming out of his vest at the Yorkton. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. You'd be like, oh, I didn't know I was supposed yeah. to dress up. <laughs> I'm going to do this now. I'm so going to do this. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It's funny so, because yeah. when, I, when I noted that down, I, I actually thought the same thing. I was like, she could never ask Nathan about what to wear. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah, that's what reminded me of it. <laughs> that wouldn't be sensible. Well, first of all, he wouldn't know. And he wouldn't, exactly. yeah. he wouldn't, he just, okay. I'm going to hold on to this point for when we talk about the dinner, but yeah, he wouldn't, it's not going to be the same. Nope. Okay. The faces that Lucas makes in this scene <laughs> are mm -hmm. just precious. Like, okay. So the first one is after, after she says yes, she, he's just like elate, like really? It's so cute and then um yeah when she says you know i it was as long as it's not a date he's just like his i don't know i can't do it but you have to go watch it i'll put it in i'll put it in the video it's almost like he's caught off guard or something i don't know and then um when he sighs as he watches her walk away oh so cute okay now i said and then it, she can't I... help but smile like she's yes. smiling all the way out the building yeah, yeah into the middle of the street she's still smiling I, true i had written that that down the, the way in which she gets out of the saloon <laughs> and she's yep. smiling all the time you know she's looking forward to it and not just because of literature yep no we know that's why i think that's very cute too not just because of their mutual in interest in right. <laughs> rosemary pretty much calls it yeah more than so a mutual funny. implies it yeah <laughs> true okay so then bill tells lucas that elizabeth told him that he's taking her to union city and hmm. he's just washing his glasses and he's like oh yeah elizabeth told you what'd she say yeah it's kind of sweet that he wants to know i what, know what are her exact words to do uh-huh Bill doesn't tell much, but just the fact that Lucas wants to know, it's mm -hmm. sweet. Yeah. It's and the fact that Lucas is Lucas is the one to say, just as friends, you know, yeah. because he wants to respect her her wishes. And he wants everybody to know that it's just as friends. Yeah. 
Hmm. But that's what Elizabeth says to Bill too, just mm-hmm. as friends. Both of them are underplaying this and it's not working. No. <laughs> because, because the episode- I- Go ahead. No, you go. I was just going to say, because in the episode before this itself, Bill has his suspicions, right? He watches a coat. Hmm. the coat going on and he's like oh Jesse and Claire might not be the only romance so the seed's already planted in Bill's head and then now he's like sure you're going as friends yep okay (laughs) I feel like it's pretty obvious to everybody and I think that's why Lucas and Elizabeth both feel like they have to say we're just going as friends because otherwise people would be like oh obviously you know you're dating (laughs) yeah because it's obvious Hmm. and I like that Lucas um, when Bill tells him that He's not like, oh, yeah, we're going. And I don't know, he didn't try to change the subject or, or anything. He wasn't guarded about it. And Bill is not even by then one of his closest friends, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. They haven't spent yeah. much time together yet. But still, he, I like that he's confident in that he doesn't mind Bill trying, which is basically what he's doing. <laughs> It's, yeah, that's, a good that's point. another small thing about how great Lucas is. All right. So then Elizabeth tells Rosemary that she said yes and asks to borrow a dress. Um, I really relate to Rosemary in the scene <laughs> when mm. she goes, I need all the details. I'm like, me too. Me too. I think uh, Rosemary's excitement here is pretty telling because she's her best friend, right? And she's happy for Elizabeth because she knows something like this is like a necessary step forward in her life. And and again, I like the idea, uh, what she says about um, something like she's allowed to do something for, st- for herself once in a while. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's nice. Yes. Yeah necessary yeah Mm -hmm. and i love that she she doesn't buy the whole that they're going out of a mutual interest please yeah no you're not um (laughs) yeah and both of them i mean and elizabeth knows like she's kind of so it's good because rosemary so bill kind of knows right rosemary Mm kind of no rosemary knows even more so people are Mm -hmm. seeing it even though mm-hmm. they're yeah like we've already talked about like even though there's like just friends no yeah everybody sees it right yeah I I feel like Rosemary kind of started out a little bit like anti-Lucas she was she kind of didn't really like Lucas for mm-hmm. a while mm-hmm. so I, I feel like this scene is important because she's very encouraging of this whole situation okay so then Lucas goes and picks Elizabeth up from her house and she's super nervous. <laughs> I love it when she's like, his favorite song at nap time is uh, This Old Man. <laughs> and Rosemary's like, Nick that patty whack. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> she's very funny to see. Yeah. But then she goes in, uh, opens the door, and they're a little, hi, hi, ready? Mm hmm. Thank you. Allow <laughs> me. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have written down the, the amount of times these two say thank you and you're welcome in this episode. <laughs> uh-huh. Especially her thank you. I don't know how many times, but maybe 
seven, eight. Ah, she's and polite. Eight. Yeah. So polite. I like that. Yeah. It's kind of sweet. It is very sweet. For me, what I liked is number one, yes, she's nervous about leaving Jack alone, but it is that, okay, she's going out with a man for the first time in mm-hmm. forever. That's not Jack. Um, so there is that nervousness because she knows that there's more between them also, right? Things got real. Um, mm-hmm. And she's feeling it too, even though obviously we've already said that there's this denial of just friends. They know, they both know. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that Lucas talks to little Jack because mm-hmm. we know how, you know, some have claimed that he does not speak to little Jack whatsoever. But it's adorable <laughs> that like he assures this little boy probably doesn't understand this yet but it's so sweet because he's like I'm gonna bring her back safe and sound like Uh I just love it it's adorable and Mm -hmm. the other thing is how cute are the two couples you have Lucas and Elizabeth on one side and Lee and Rosemary are on on the other side me personally I don't really care about the Nathan Lucas friendship I want to see more the um I mean, Lee. I'm fine with it if they are. The yeah. Lee. I want to see the Lee-Lucas friendship. Yeah. Because they have something in common. They're both businessmen. They both care about the community. They're nice, right? They're not stuck-up guys. Um, they're successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their two women are best friends. So mm-hmm. I want to see that dynamic. I want to see how Lucas kind of fits in. Now that Little Jack is going to be there. And Little Jack is so important to these two people. They're his godparents yeah. or guardians guardians um so i want to see that two successful businessmen with hearts of gold um Mm -hmm. who now have women who have been best friends i want to see them talk business i want to see them i want to see lee kind of teach lucas the ropes on you know what to do with little jack and be there for him for advice and stuff so that's that's kind of what i'm more interested in and that's why I love this scene because you can so clearly see two of them. Yeah. <laughs> two of them are so tall. <laughs> Chris and Aaron are so tall. And then you have <laughs> Kevin and like, I can never pronounce his name right. Um, Kevin. And um, Pascal on the other side. It's yeah. so much shorter, but it's cute. So anyway. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. I lo- I would much rather see Lucas and Kevin or Lucas and Kevin. Lucas and uh and Lee be friends and like some double date kind of stuff and yep yep definitely rather than Lucas and and uh Nathan although I'm like I I I want Lucas and Nathan to be cordial with each other and just be like done with it but I don't need to see them like hanging out or like being chummy or anything like that I don't yeah me neither yeah I agree yeah I also had written down that Lucas acknowledges little Jack <laughs> like unknowable universe oh my gosh and then I just think it's so cute how Lucas every time Luke or Elizabeth talks to little Jack from you know she's like having a hard time leaving him and she keeps saying these things to him and every time she says something to him Lucas just smiles and waits and he's patient yeah. and so sweet that's a guy yeah and and when she tells lee and rosemary that his favorite thing when he's laying down for a nap is dog so make sure you tuck dog in with him so now lucas knows that little Mm -hmm. jack's favorite toy is dog 
and he needs yes. it to sleep. Mm-hmm. That is true. And then, well, I don't know if it's a connection, but could be, right? Because then he gets in the dog in the deleted yeah. scene. Yes. So He knows he loves dogs. Okay, and then Lucas pulls over for a picnic. Come on. I mean, any guy who brings snacks and flowers to anything. And is, the flowers. <laughs> he's the one. And the flowers in the face. Like, come on. Flowers and snacks. Yep. <laughs> You can't do a road trip without snacks or flowers. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I'll make sure that every time we have a road trip, I need flowers too. <laughs> he set the bar high for himself, but he did have the flowers again when they had their picnic. Yes. In season mm-hmm. eight. Eight. So he's, yeah. he's on it. He's, he's Mr. Consistent. But yeah, I mean, she herself sees that he went through trouble to get those tickets like that it wasn't just like oh hey I just got them I just procured them he had to like go through contacts and mm-hmm. um and she understands that which yeah I think and she's seeing more and more that Lucas just genuinely cares about her happiness and and just doing something that's for her um so I love mm-hmm. that little moment that they put in there yeah me too me too and another thing I wanted to discuss was that that moment when he says you're thinking about Jack right or little Jack I don't know yeah because it's like even as early as mid season seven right um he knows what is on her mind when they are in silence so I think that's because he really gets her mm-hmm. he can read her right good point yes yeah. I agree yeah yeah you're right and again he's acknowledging Jack yeah which people say that he never does come on like haters not people haters no yeah haters yeah yeah <laughs> Departing. there's a difference who are supposed to depart <laughs> exactly yeah yeah <laughs> it's just such a cute conversation and then and then um she can't like she just gets this huge grin again she can't help but smile mm-hmm. how do people not see it <laughs> is what I'm wondering how do people not yeah. see it it's like in this scene her admiration for him starts growing <laughs> and you know mm-hmm. sky skyrockets if you will because she realizes how how much um, he cared about this trip and mm-hmm. making it perfect for her, which he yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did a good job. Good job, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she's just enjoying herself with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Can sweet. we give Gustav some love here? Because I'm pretty sure he packed the food and the macaroons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Let's give him a little said, bit of... Yes. More goes up. Okay, so then Lucas and Elizabeth check into the hotel. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, so we're not going to get too far into it. But um, the, the fact that they're mistaken for Mr. and Mrs. Bouchard, and she's wearing white, and, and it's whatever. It's a little foreshadowing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it could have been really awkward, but Lucas made it comfortable. Hmm by interjecting right away and just saying like no 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 this isn't Mrs. Bouchard this is Mrs. Thornton and she has a suite and I have a room and whatever so he totally nipped that in the bud and it was 
he made her comfortable and it was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then we're going to move on because we've already talked about that before. And then, uh, so Nathan finds out that Elizabeth and Lucas are in Union City. And what does he do, Dave? What does he do? (laughs) Oh my gosh. He kills a tree. Probably the tree he got the apple from. He's like, you jerk. You. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Oh, that poor tree. Um. I'm going to try to be nice about it just because, well, I'll try. Um, Okay, so here's the thing, okay? First of all, he has never even been on a date with this woman, okay? I know people, I've I've seen a few, you know, supporters of Nathan be like, oh, well, Jack did the same thing. Jack went and chopped wood after the child's proposal but there is a big difference okay jack Mm -hmm. and elizabeth were courting and they had just said i love you Mm -hmm. okay they're they were in a freaking relationship and even when jack did it it wasn't all like psycho jealous ish (laughs) you know with nathan it's just like well I'll give him a little credit because I do think it was like windy. Yeah, it was windy. So it kind of made it look like a little more psychotic. Yeah. (laughs) But but this is like my least favorite Nathan scene, Mm -hmm. which is saying a lot because I have quite a few. (laughs) But I, I lost a lot of respect for him in this scene because I didn't appreciate his attitude. He has no, I was actually like afraid for Lucas's safety. It's like a weird thing to say, but he was so mad. I was like, would he like confront Lucas if he saw Lucas, which is not logically possible. With an axe wielding. (laughs) Yeah. But but it was like some, I, okay. I saw some people call it sexy and like justified it. And I'm just, there is nothing sexy about a man being jealous over a woman. He has no right to be like possessive over, which, but that is what he was doing pretty much. Anyway, my respect for him kind of plummeted after the scene and it never really recovered. Um, So I, I don't know. I didn't, it's like, it's just a bad scene and not a good look for Nathan. For me, obviously for others but not for me. So what I have to say about the scene is when Bill comes in (laughs) and he's like, okay, this is legitimately something that we do with our five-year-old. Like my five-year-old who just turned five, by the way, (laughs) we use this tactic all the time. Like if she's throwing a fit, we will change the subject to distract her from throwing her fit and then she'll be like oh yeah okay and he like this is legitimately <laughs> bill is like so do you like baseball you like baseball don't you? and he's like yeah I do. <laughs> and then he's like who's your favorite who's your favorite team and he's like the tigers like he asked, like i'm not kidding like this is uh-huh. And then, and then he's like, who's your favorite player? Ty Cobb. Mm-hmm. And then he's fun and he's fun and he's chopping wood with, with Bill and it's fine. Like he's distracted from the situation and he's not throwing a fit anymore. Like he was throwing a fit. He was throwing a tantrum. That's what it was. Him. Like he was a four-year-old. Yeah. 
can we talk about his poor form? <laughs> so I was like, poor Kevin, I hope he didn't pull anything. Like, if you watch, maybe I paused it at like the wrong place, but it was just like, it was, I was worried about his back for a second there. <laughs> well, yeah, and there's like a wardrobe thing here that I'm not going to go into <laughs> because oh, yeah. it's kind of embarrassing. I'll just let you guys figure it out. Go watch yourself. it. Go watch it. Go watch it and see if you can tell what I'm talking about. But Nathan knows that Lucas is in the picture because in the previous episode, he goes to Elizabeth. He's like, I know your my flowers aren't the only ones you got. And then he's like, just know I'm not one to shy away from competition. Mm-hmm. Well, his competition gets to do stuff too. Like he knows that he's not the one, the only one vying for her heart. So who is he to... I don't know like ugh. well in Lucas, Lucas so Nathan is in a competition with Lucas yeah for Elizabeth's heart Lucas yes. is just giving Elizabeth she, he's just caring for her yep in giving her things that he knows that she loves and enjoys mm-hmm. and Nathan is looking at this like it's a competition Mm-hmm. so yeah. it just doesn't seem very genuine yeah can we also talk about the townspeople being all weird why who cares mm-hmm. i'm sorry everyone's like "Ooh, hi nathan like Ooh, i can't we don't want to you know like they, they don't want to like talk to him because they're all worried that you know he's gonna get mm-hmm. Maybe they were afraid of the maniac with with the yes. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just That's like, who like even like, Lee, who cares? Yeah, yeah. they mm. know that he's gonna react badly, so they're like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> let's not tell Nathan. Ah, oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, so oh my gosh. Okay, then Elizabeth comes into the lobby of the hotel dressed all fancy and pretty and she looks gorgeous and Lucas turns around and he's just speechless Div I know this is like one of your favorite pictures of Lucas is is this moment right when he sees her speechless oh my gosh he's so freaking adorable it's (laughs) so cute so freaking cute like (laughs) so oh he's so smitten our boy is so smitten and it's just so genuine and so like, and we've seen him do that a few times after that, right? Isn't that what every woman wants? Like for a man to look at her like that and just appreciate her beauty. And and I feel like she was pretty impressed too. Like, cause he was, he's wearing like a double-breasted um, hmm. jacket, like dinner jacket. Um, and she was kind of like, oh, there was like an extra spice to him I for lack of a better no, word do not be yeah <laughs> yeah so it was both of them kind of looking at each other and kind of I don't know something kind of clicked for them and then you that's- notice in this their faces match in this scene like they kind of look exactly alike yeah for a second like when he looks at her and he's like uh, and then she's like they <laughs> 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 look the same and yeah, they just match so well. Blanco, yeah. what were you going to say? No, I, I agree with everything that you just said. Yeah. We already said everything before yeah. poor Blanco can say. No, that's okay. I'm I, like, I like hearing <laughs> yeah, you, Ashley. Okay. 
Okay, so then he tells her that she looks beautiful and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, thank you. Like, don't forget this isn't a date kind of thing. <laughs> and then he and then he offers Whatever. to put her shawl over her and she accepts and lets him do it. And then he offers his arm and she accepts and grabs his arm. I mean, it's all he's putting the ball in her court every time. And mm-hmm. she is the one that's accepting it yeah also because he is being a gentleman here i mean he's not doing anything that a friend wouldn't do a mm-hmm. polite friend yes. mm-hmm. yeah yeah right? so it's yeah. not like he's taking any liberties or i don't know crossing no. the line yeah no i agree, being I agree. definitely he's not being disrespectful at all he's not mm. pushing boundaries he's not crossing any lines he's He's not making her feel uncomfortable. No. And he's asking, you know, and she's saying yes. Exactly. This is the episode where you, I, how do you look at anything after this and be like, it's going to be Nathan? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's beyond me. Lucas and Elizabeth have dinner and it's, so packed full of good stuff (laughs) that I had to split this into little parts because oh my word first of all they sit down and she's like oh I really talked your ear off didn't I he's like no you were as thick as thieves and the stuff that you can think about what happened that we didn't see and the experience that they experienced together it leaves room for the imagination. I like when they're at the door and they start walking and she turns around and like smiles at him. It's just a really small moment where she kind of giggles and then she goes in one direction, he goes in the other. And then obviously the maitre d' helps her into her chair. And then he orders the French champagne um, Mm -hmm. or not, well, orders the champagne in French. And she's like, champagne? Like, the name of it just kind of she knows what it is i'm like yeah. if was there he first of all would not be ordering champagne uh-huh. <laughs> i mean and this is where like their privileged backgrounds kind of you can kind of see it and and it makes yeah. sense right because then it comes into play again when they start talking about hamilton but yes. after this season season eight ended um john tanker did that interview with Dieter behar it was with et and when Deidre asked why Lucas, one of the reasons he listed as to why Lucas was a good endgame for Elizabeth is the similar background. Yeah. Because they have that privileged upbringing. And it's not a bad thing. I know people try to make it like a big bad thing because they grew up, they didn't grow up as rich snobs, right? They both left that lifestyle and they're living in a small, simple town. Yeah. So in this place, it's I love it because that interaction I don't think she could have that with Nathan yeah no so what I love about this scene or this part of this scene is the is what I call the intellectual connection Mm -hmm. (laughs) which we haven't seen in a while but we know it's there yeah because when when Elizabeth is speaking about what she loved about the book I don't know about you guys but uh, when I was Rewatching it, I could read in Lucas's face the word admiration, just like 
when um, in a picnic scene, you could see how Elizabeth is spilling like, yeah, admiration for the amount of trouble that he's gotten into to prepare all that. So when here she's speaking about the literary value of the book and, and everything related to that. The look on his face is, is the sweetest. It's like mm -hmm. um, you can see how how he's, I don't know if he's already in love, but if not, he's falling for the person he is. Not, mm -hmm. not the, mm -hmm. it's not about, it's not shallow. It's not about looks. It's not about her position or her background. Yes, yes. It's about the kind of person she is. And, and yeah, the fact that she has an intellectual side, if you will. Is definitely something that makes Lucas feel attracted to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that about them. Huh, so good. She appreciates the her intelligence. Um, yeah, yeah. I've always used the word intellectual connection too. Um, but yeah, he just kind of sits there in awe, like he's just kind of like. And yeah. then she's like, she takes it. She kind of misunderstands it, and she's like. Sorry, Sorry, like, like as him, like maybe thinking, what the heck she's talking so much, but he's loving it, and then he's like, yeah. no, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks up to her, which is a big part of yeah, um, the, the love story. Right? He looks up to her, and he also challenges her, mm. and my gosh, it's really the perfect relationship, <laughs> like, yeah. dude, because All then go to. Go to their actual date, season eight, episode five. And she's like, oh, this is the first time I haven't had something weighing on me. And he's like, and he's listening to her. And then he's like, I'm so happy to be here with you right now. Mm -hmm. It's it's such a beautiful, healthy relationship. It is. And there's no awkwardness between them, right? Yeah. Like it's always, the conversation always flows. Yeah. He's interested in everything she says, whether or not exactly it has to do with him. Um, yeah. And you get to see that. It's like yeah. you can picture them having the same kind of conversation in their 70s or in their 80s. And, mm -hmm. and they'll always have something to talk about. Yes. Right? Um, <laughs> new fanfic coming. Yes. Lucas <laughs> oh. and Elizabeth in their 80s. <laughs> yeah. With their grandchildren playing. Yes. <laughs> the yes, throw the uh, grandchildren in there. Yeah. So yeah, and then and then Lucas says that he hasn't read Virginia Woolf's novel. <laughs> and she's like, oh. So you must be a bigger fan of her short stories. And he's like, no, not particularly. And she's like, what? So she so you bought the tickets just because? And he is like, yeah, just because. <laughs> I appreciate his honesty here because he could have easily made her believe that he has re read mm, something mm -hmm. else by mm. by Virginia Woolf, right? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't yes. feel the need to. He he's just being himself. Yes, so yep. true. Because when I was picturing Nathan as Lucas in this episode, I'm like. <laughs> Nathan would have been like, oh yeah, I totally love Virginia Woolf. Uh. I love and he would have been like, would have it's been written by women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I read women authors. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't buy that. 
Uh, <laughs> I think he was just in that library to see Elizabeth. Um, yeah, totally. And then for Miss, oh, Lucas and I are just going as friends. No, it's not going to be more than, you know, just a trip. Um, you know, a mutual interest trip. That grin where she realizes that he's doing it just because. I'm pretty sure a woman who's interested in a man mm-hmm. or not interested in a man would would react like that. She loved mm-hmm. it. Yes. If he were to say, like, I, ju- I bought the tickets just because I thought you would like this. Mm-hmm. If she was, like, turned off by that, she would be like, oh. Yeah. But she grinned. Yep. yep. Exactly. It's not like she was, think- she was thinking, oh, I now have to friend zone this guy. <laughs> yeah not at all nope she likes it she's mm-hmm. into it mm-hmm. she likes being wooed <laughs> yeah. well someone's gotta do it right <laughs> yes <laughs> so then lucas talks about wanting or wanting to be in hope valley because he wants a family which is i feel like so huge because obviously elizabeth is like she comes with a package deal she is the family already Mm -hmm. and they haven't talked about this yet they haven't talked about the fact that he has wanted a family Mm -hmm. and when she hears that she's she i feel like she is kind of already smitten Mm -hmm. and oh wow this guy is handsome and great and treats me well but then when he says that he wants a family that's like a whoa okay Mm-hmm. another box check yep I totally agree yeah me too yeah and I also wanted to say mm-hmm. um I don't want to like keep well no I am going to keep comparing him with Nathan but I just feel like would Nathan even fit into our Hamilton lifestyle I mean because they talk yeah. about Hamilton a little bit right and Lucas is like I assume that in Hamilton, you were at the, you know, you did fancy dinners, you went to the theater, hmm. um, and, like, he gets it, right? And because he's probably done the same stuff, like, when he was growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he gets that, and, and it just got me thinking, like, Nathan would not fit in with the Thatchers. I just no. oh, I don't no. think he would know what to say to her father, Um and we know that Jack didn't either, but it was different with Jack. Like, I felt like he had an understanding of, like, what her life was like. And mm-hmm. he couldn't really relate in certain ways because his background was completely different. He grew up in, like, a different background. Mm-hmm. But I feel like at least Jack kind of knew how to, like, talk to her family. Mm-hmm. With Nathan, I just don't think he would know what to say especially to like William like what are they going to talk about I feel like Lucas can at least talk politics with her dad talk business yeah um his own and and, and I don't know yeah culture in general yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah Nathan probably would would try to be funny maybe (laughs) like in a network way (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) I can already see Viola's looks. I can already yeah. like her look. Like, uh, yeah. Really? <laughs> you, were to, you were supposed to do better this time, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, because like even Jack didn't fit in. So imagine Lucas trying to fit, or 
Nathan tried to. Yeah. He won't. And at least Jack was joking when he said, when they were talking about Peach Melba, and he's like, what's that? Um, I don't think Nathan knows what Peach Melba is. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that. I, yeah, anyway. it's just, just another one of those things. Put, put Nathan in Lucas's shoes. Yes. And, and laugh about it in this episode because it's, <laughs> it's laughable. <laughs> oh, well, and it also, it also reveals to us that they have had a conversation in the past about their past because he already knows that she grew up in Hamilton and her upbringing was very different and you know so there are things that we haven't seen them talk about and it's even deeper than we even know Mm -hmm. you know what I mean at this point yeah yeah we didn't see it all on screen but it happened we know that right and then there's the the mushroom the mushroom joke comes to life (laughs) it is born the mushrooms are born and we hear about them several times and we'll talk about that a little bit later yes um about the reasoning behind it that we believe is the reasoning behind it and then um so then he talks about his parents being patient when it comes to finding your soulmate and how long they waited Mm -hmm. and I have to laugh about the fact that <laughs> she's like, what, five years? What took them so long? Because it literally took five years for <laughs> Jack and Elizabeth to get married. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you know, you get it. Oh my God. Yeah. But he says that uh, she loved him. I just think she wanted to be sure. And then Elizabeth's responses to all of everything that Lucas says in this scene mm-hmm. is just very important I think mm-hmm. I, I well think yeah directed that way for a reason hmm. yeah it comes full circle in the finale the season eight finale mm-hmm. with the yeah. waiting for her kind of that whole thing mm-hmm. she files this conversation away this is a very big conversation for her this is we the first see- time they they address the the patients thing yeah. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. And then um yes, the first time they address the patients and which also becomes a theme and we see it so much more in throughout season 8. Yeah. Um and then there's the wait as long as I have to. And he finally does win her heart, does he not? So, yeah, it comes full circle that that whole trip. And let's not forget Elizabeth enjoyed the heck out of this trip. And if she was yeah. afraid or nervous or turned off or wanted to friend zone him or whatever, she would have done it. Yeah. And we would not be getting the smiles that we got. We would not be getting the, so you plan to be patient. Like we would not be seeing any of that if she was not interested in this man. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's not ready to pursue a relationship. And obviously she's still kind of like, where does Nathan fit into this? But mm-hmm. she has yeah. feelings for Lucas. She, she does. She wants to see where it'll go, but she's just not fully there yet. Well, yeah, she still she still has to check some boxes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this is a huge one. She just found out that he wants to have a family. So, I mean, she's not ready to dive in. She has a kid. 
She can't just be like, oh, I'm going to date you. You know, she has to really be fully invested before she goes all in. So this is a whole thing that is a very big step into that. But at the time, she wasn't quite ready to be fully invested yet. Because there were things, there were questions outside of this. And there Mm -hmm. were things that weren't answered yet. Yes. But but it's true that this scene is is probably a, a turning point for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. she would she would have not asked. You plan to be patient, just mm-hmm. like your father. Right? Yeah. That question makes it clear that she's interested. Like Dick was saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like this this conversation with him makes her. Maybe she's not. Mm, I don't know. Maybe she's not aware of it yet, but. I feel like she kind of sees that he's the right guy for her, both from a rational perspective, if you will, using logic because of the of the similar background thing, the fact that he's um, on the same level also intellectually, like we've talked about, but also because of the what I was saying earlier about you know, the fact that she admires him too. I mean, she's she's moved mm-hmm. by several of his gestures in his mm-hmm. episode. One of yeah. them being the, the, the tickets, just because. <laughs> that obviously is like, well, <laughs> for her. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and then the little things like the picnic and making sure she would be comfortable, the sweet, I don't know, the, the list goes yep. on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And she's, she's humble. I mean, she's not going to be like, oh, he's doing this just because he wants me. Like hmm. she's, she's also humble in, in thinking probably, um, this is my own opinion, but I, I think she probably is thinking he wants to go to this reading because he wants to go to this reading. Cause he's interested in literature. Like she's probably not thinking like he wants to do this for me. So all of these things are kind of like, revealing to her that he is interested in her even though Mm -hmm. he's already he's already done it but you know if she's a humble person she's not going to be like oh he's doing this all for me you know that's why she's surprised when she finds out that he hasn't read anything by yeah yeah um i think lucas was tailor-made for elizabeth the way they wrote him I think with Jack, I don't know. I haven't read the book, Jeanette Oak's book. So I don't really know what characteristics the Mountie, the Mountie has in the book. But if, say, they were kind of trying to keep it similar to the book, like his personality and stuff, um, then they didn't have full license, right, to care as to what this character was like. Lucas is something that they created. He's there. Mm-hmm original creation so Mm. they can give him the personality the background everything else that they want and I Mm. think they tailor wrote him for for Elizabeth just the whole intellectual part of it the the similar backgrounds and I think the beauty of Lucabeth he can give her the best of both worlds Mm -hmm. both so when Mm -hmm. she wants to do a fancy dinner he knows how to act and he has the means because FYI, being rich is not a bad thing. 
so he has the resources right like he can provide that for her and we've seen that um but then also when she needs that like emotional support when she needs like that that intellectual kind of she needs someone to connect yeah. with he's he's also there in that sense and i he's like the top package he gets every part of her in my opinion yeah so totally yeah i agree it's like they have a lot going on for them on multiple ways yep because the fact that they um were brought up in a similar way or their childhoods were mm -hmm. similar um that is not as important now that they are dating as it will be in the future but when they have their own children that will be yeah yes. they will be on the same page when they decide the way in which they want to raise them oh you genius yes 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 <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good point so like baby yeah. girl bouchard and any other children that they have you know exactly. um, i had to, to sneak her in there um i was going to say right before it, it um, stopped that nathan would probably be like if had they i mean if they and elizabeth were to marry and have a family together he probably would be like ah, here's about the, the parent teacher meeting i'm going fishing she would be like what <laughs> so they're they're not a good they're not a good match mm -mm. no no they're not in no. any way <laughs> no well, I, I it amazes me that so many people think they are it really does yeah yeah because they are blinded by their kevin obsession it's the Kevin obsession. It's the whole like she has to be with the Mountie, yeah. any Mountie, regardless of you know quality of personality is okay, yeah. as long as he wears surge. I just spend money, so they're probably poor. Right, the rich guy isn't gonna get the girl. Which, yeah. yay! So much kudos to Hallmark yeah, for yeah. going against About the time. typical. Yeah going against the typical yeah. trope of the rich guy doesn't get the girl and the yeah. poorer one does. Yeah. They completely flipped that that script. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the good guy, the good guy who just happens to be rich got the girl. So. Yes. Yes. Guy. Yeah, the the guy that's right for the girl got the yes. girl. Imagine yes. that. There we go. Ah. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah, in also I have one more thing to say about this scene though. Um mm -hmm. He says that I have always had faith that I would know the perfect woman for me when I met her. And I will wait as long as I have to, to win her heart. And I feel like that just shows that he knew, not necessarily that he was in love with Elizabeth from the beginning, but mm -hmm. he knew that she was the perfect woman when he met her. Yep. And, and now he's changing the context of it and saying, I will wait as long as I have to, to win her heart. And she knows that she, that he's talking to about her. Yep. And why, why would she grin about that if she didn't think that he was talking about her? And so mm -hmm. it's reciprocated. It's like a, oh man, oh, you think I'm a perf the perfect woman for you and you're going to wait as long as you have to, and you're going to be patient and you're going to be kind and you're going to wait for me. Yep. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And how beautifully it comes together in the season finale when she uh, thanks him. And yeah. the way, oh my gosh, Aaron did this so perfectly. Like there's like this vulnerability in like the way she's like, 
thank you and I it is just so perfect that conversation stuck with her for so long and she actually says the words like over a season later a season and a half later and it's like the theme right the Luca pet theme was there this whole time this relationship has been progressing and it was the end game doesn't that yeah. prove it well and that's he, what he, he was leading towards yeah mm. and he also said I told you I would wait as long as I had to yes. I love that yeah come on <laughs> it's so well done it's freaking perfect and it's not perfect. it's not thrown together last minute I'm sorry but oh my word no. this yes. is constructed on purpose from yes. season seven from yes. season six to be in my opinion mm-hmm. but and I feel like just throw, just saying that like they changed their mind last minute is throwing mm. shade at no. the writers and the director like everybody involved in this show I feel like really put thought into this yeah including Erin herself who's a producer and very connected to the character she has been there from episode one mm-hmm so yeah they say that it's almost like self-preservation because they want to believe that the entire time that they spent invested in their couple wasn't in vain and that they were doing everything right and then the writers were wrong so that was kind of their thinking and I do think the the there was a little bit of discrepancy between what the actors said and what um the writer said because Aaron, Chris, and Kevin were like, oh, we didn't know t- till towards the end or whatever. And Brian Byrne is like, no, we knew who it was going mm-hmm. to be. How we would get there is what was mm-hmm. being decided. Who, mm-hmm. Whose word would you take for it? The people behind the scenes who are making the decision. I'm not saying Chris, Aaron, and Kevin are lying. I'm just saying they may not have known as early as um, Brian Bird yeah. and John Tinker. And John Tinker's wife said, in that letter that she wrote after the season ended that she knew who the end game was going to be from the summer from that summer so they knew going into this season i think longer than that i think i think they might have like stopped and been like okay is he the right end game should we go with nathan it's i i can it's plausible to me that they would consider nathan again especially if there's like a change in the head writer or showrunner but they didn't they stuck with the original formula on screen nothing changed it was lucas it was always lucas Mm. um and brian bird made a comment after the season ended this last season ended and he said um whatever feelings elizabeth had for nathan those were false feelings so she never had romantic feelings for nathan i'm sorry to you people who Mm. thought there was some people are like, oh, we didn't get the Nathan and Lucas. I mean, Nathan and Elizabeth love story. I'm like, what love story? What love story? Please show me where they started dating. Show me something, you know? It's like, like yeah, you didn't get that love story. So why did you think it was a love story? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. The it's logic is just, Yeah, <laughs> well, I've said it before. Do not get me started on tn fan fiction it is so bad we'll get there there, Dev. it's the opposite of our so cute is what it is 
Mm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> so gosh, then <laughs> Lucas drops Elizabeth off at her house and <laughs> Okay. I I listened very carefully. They're saying thank you. She said thank you. And he said, I had I really had a fantastic time. I'm glad you decided to go. And she said, No way. Me too. And you very know. excitedly. Yeah. And, and yeah, you didn't hear it. This whole time, Nathan yeah. is watching from a bush. <laughs> At least he had the axe before. <laughs> before going stalking. Dude, he had a fishing pole. Vanka, he had a fishing pole. You don't know. True. You know what? There yeah. could be some damage there too. But it's slightly um, less daunting. Than that. Like, a little less. Just like a little oh. less. <laughs> <laughs> or a bump on the head. Uh, okay, so I did want to say something about that. Team Nathan, this like drives me freaking insane because they call, and I've said this before, people. I'm totally freaking repeating myself here but they call lucas a stalker and like spying on them and like he acts like i mean they act like nathan and elizabeth had some kind of relationship going on and like lucas is like jealous um and they they do right they keep on going on and on about how he spies on nathan and elizabeth as if they have yeah mm-hmm. like what dynamic mm-hmm. do they even freaking have um he's drinking but, tea on yeah. his own balcony on his own freaking balcony and they walk by and it's like oh let me use this against lucas anyway my point is let's think about the quality of the conversations okay when nathan is watching lucas and elizabeth interact they're either flirting with each other or they're talking about something of significance like for example they do it a lot and he watches them a lot like for example um by the christmas tree in the christmas episode when lucas is like kind of telling her about his childhood and how his family only kind of came together at christmas um so they're actually talking about something with substance and then here where they're like oh you know they're flirting and like do you know what i mean like they actually have something going um, or then when Lucas is greeting her in the street with little Jack and he's like, Hey, you're handsome young man. Hmm. Um, and then in season eight where they're like hardcore flirting, as you put it. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, that's how I am when I'm hungry. Um, but, but like contrast that with like the scenes that Lucas watches. First of all, when those have happened, he and Elizabeth have already been dating. Like, sure. it's not like he's watching just randomly right mm-hmm. um and then what do they even talk about nathan and elizabeth like lucas is min- misconstruing stuff like nathan's like look i found my gloves and lucas sees that and misinterprets it um yeah. and it's like it's not let's put quality over this okay i mean i don't know i just don't know i'm just like please don't talk about lucas being a spy or whatever nathan has done it so many more times so he's done it way more than lucas has and lucas's was plot related they needed lucas to watch them and misinterpret things for the sake of the finale 
yeah for the sake of the resolution with Nathan it's just like that they've had him do it like season after season after season where it's just a thing that Nathan does and gets all heartbroken and pouty right and Nathan's sitting there in the bush coming back (laughs) from fishing with his niece and he just like stands there for too long (laughs) like mm, mm. and Allie is the one to be like Uncle Nathan let's go like (laughs) who stands there and watches somebody who he likes or loves just like talking to another man after an overnight date and just sit there and like just go just go get out (laughs) oh my gosh the answer is maniac with an axe (laughs) oh my gosh it's just it's really kind of disgusting it's gross okay um where do we go from here i don't know okay so then elizabeth picks up jack from lee and rosemary's and she tells Rosemary that her trip was perfect and she doesn't know where to begin. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> you tell your best friend everything and she just told her, like, I don't even know where to begin. It was perfect. So how does Nathan compete with that? How does exactly. Nathan compete with a perfect trip? What is she going to do? Go out with him and come back and say it was double perfect? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, how does he top that? He can't top that. And the fact that she's saying this after she comes back, after knowing that he's pretty much talking about her when he's saying, mm-hmm. yes, she's, he's, he's implied she's the perfect woman. And he said, I'm going to wait for you pretty much, right? Um, yep. She comes back and she's like, it was perfect. Yeah. That is her, that is what she took from that trip. Yeah. And so, like we said, she's not ready, but mm-hmm. she's receptive and she would not be saying those things. If and she's, yeah. Yeah. And she's not ready, but now she knows that he's going to be patient. Yep. And now she's saying that it was perfect because she likes him yep. and he's going to be patient. Yep. It's the perfect scenario. Uh-huh. So it's perfect. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Yep. She might as well have said to Rosemary, I've just came back from a trip with my future husband. Yeah. <laughs> Even if she's not ready yet to deal with that fact. But on some level, she knows. Oh, yeah. Dude, she knows. She knows. She knows more than she let on. And yeah. at the end of the day, she was projecting Jack onto Nathan. And when she comes back to Hope Valley, that is still there. That, yeah. I don't want to say reality because projection is not real, but like she's faced with that situation again where she's not sure what's going on with Nathan. That's so true. So she still has to work through that. Yeah. Right. So, it's regardless like of, yeah, it, that, he's like the obstacle that's there. And she's exactly. not able to figure out initially why. And then she finally figures out mm-hmm. she's been, like Aaron Krako said, right? She's finally able to separate that she loves. They keep having her like 
say that she loves Nathan, but it feels more like it's out of pity than like genuine to me. It's like they don't want to let teammate. Well, they already let teammates down, <laughs> but it's like they're trying yeah. to like throw them like, like this bone. Yeah, but, soften the blow. <laughs> right. So <laughs> basically, what what ends up happening is what Erin Craig says is um, she has to finally separate her feelings for each man. And she finally realizes she's, she's thinking she has feelings for Nathan, but she doesn't know what those feelings are. Mm-hmm. And she has feelings for Lucas and she does know what those feelings are. Mm-hmm. And then what she finally says is once she's able to separate what she thought she felt for Nathan and she realizes what she felt for Lucas all along, which is mm-hmm. love, which is real romantic love. And so once that happens, mm. once the jail thing becomes official, she knows she's free pretty much. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's so true. That's a really good point. Like she has feelings for Lucas and she, they're obvious feelings, but yeah. her feelings for Nathan are like, what are these feelings? And, and that shouldn't be that a long way. time to figure out. Yeah. But for and, Lucas, it's just genuine. Like she likes him and she's yep. friends with him and he's good to her. And yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So, and like I, Brian Bird got out said false feelings. I was like, go BB. You actually yeah. said it. That's awesome. Yeah. False feelings. There you go. And it's very well written. I mean, I feel like yeah. at the time when we were in it, it was like, what is going on? Like, it was a lot of information to process. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but then looking back and analyzing mm-hmm. things, it was very well done. Mm-hmm. It was very well written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially from the point of view of just like a realistic, as a woman who has lost her husband, who now has a child with that man who he never mm-hmm. met. Like, think about that. This has to be a process. It has to be, <laughs> like, she has to think through things very deeply. So then uh, Nathan sees Elizabeth in the street at the produce stand. And uh, they have an interaction <laughs> where I believe that he just makes her feel guilty about going on this trip with Nathan or with Lucas. Why do I always do that? (laughs) He went on a trip with Lucas and Nathan (laughs) made her feel guilty about it. And that is the theme of their relationship. He always makes her feel guilty about what she is happy about. Yep. And it's toxic. Like you said, it's a toxic relationship. Yeah, it is. Because he doesn't um, know. He doesn't really know what she needs, and I and I dare say he doesn't really care. He cares about mm-hmm. himself more mm-hmm. than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's yeah. a really selfish guy, right? Yeah, I agree. He's a child, basically. He needs to grow up. Dude, I I'm sorry. I keep going back to like. I mean, season eight, but to go to, to kind of add to your point, Blanca, he doesn't mm. know what she needs. Um, it's just about what he needs, what he wants. Like, for example, let, I mean, 
when Rosemary talks to him in the library and is like kind of getting him to see reason um and she's empathetic and and is like okay I've been in this position before I get it um and she's trying to get him to step back and he's like I'm sorry Rosemary I can't let Elizabeth go well guess who actually does let her go Lucas Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right before the finale loves her he loves her but he does it for her what he thinks he really loves her right he's like I want you to find your true love it's about Elizabeth it's not about well I can't let her go yeah 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 like Julian said I feel that was written like that for a reason and (laughs) intelligent people were were supposed to pick up on that yep (laughs) yep Yep, yep, yep. Fortunate that many people didn't, but we did. So that's good writing to me. Yes. Yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the end of the episode, but we can't not talk about (laughs) one more thing. We have to talk about this theory that we've seen from the other side after this episode aired. Div, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) oh good lord where do i start okay first of all everybody this is water okay i am not on anything when i say this i'm gonna preface what i say basically my point is i just want to forewarn you guys that what i'm about to say uh is gonna be very ridiculous and very out there but please know that these are not my thoughts. I'm like the messenger here. Um, so some of you already know, but for those who don't know this, Team Nathan was in such desperation to discredit the Union City trip. They just did not want to give it any importance. They came up with this theory that this whole episode was based on Alice in Wonderland that the writers actually got their idea and used a blueprint from Alice in Wonderland from start to finish for the Union City episode and apparently it continued on. And get this, people. Apparently, Lucas is the white rabbit. Now, I'm not familiar with the book. I'm only familiar with the cartoon, which I will never look at in the same light ever again. And I used to love it as a kid, but now I'm like, yeah, you're going on the back of my DVD shelf. Uh, not anymore. Um, <laughs> okay. So, Team Nathan seems to think that this episode is filled with symbolism and illusions. And I'm going off of one specific blog. Um, this actually comes from like a very respected Team Nathan fan who wrote it. My point is... This is what happens when you overanalyze a show. And this is someone who like got so many other people believing this. So it turns out that this was on one person's blog, but someone else contributed to this person's blog. So it was like a guest writer, but this person agreed with her 100%. So yes, Lucas apparently is the rabbit and Alice is Elizabeth in this story and it's backed up by the fact that Alice becomes interested in the white rabbit when the white rabbit takes out his pocket watch and looks at it number one 
Elizabeth doesn't look at Lucas picking up his um, or pulling out his pocket watch. They're referring to when he's at the door before she opens the door to pick her up to go to Union City. He looks at the, the pocket watch. So apparently that is a big strike and a big hint that that is the white rabbit. And they bring this up again. <laughs> They bring this up again when um, he's waiting for her in the hotel lobby before she walks out in the red dress because he looks at his pocket watch. He is nervous. This is the first time he is going out with a woman he likes. I do it all the time. Like when I'm nervous and like I've looked at the, the my phone, I don't have a pocket watch. And I look at the time and you two don't. minutes later... <laughs> I'm gonna get one for Christmas. I'm gonna ask someone to get me one. Um, Jillian, send me one for Christmas. Okay. Okay. Um. So he looks okay. So I'll look at my phone and be like, okay, this is the time. And but if I'm nervous about something, I'll look at the phone again two minutes later, even yeah. though I know what time it is. It's a nervous yeah. habit. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, apparently this has to fit the narrative. He has to be the white rabbit. So. That's what Lucas is. And Lucas takes Elizabeth on this trip and she goes into a dreamlike state and she is not herself because she is in this wonderland away from Hope Valley. Um, and that's why I wrote these notes down because I was like, I hope these guys don't contact Jillian and say, get Div off the podcast because she's not making sense anymore. These are not my thoughts, Okay. Um, so then it turns out when they ate mushrooms, when Lucas and Elizabeth ate mushrooms, it was pretty much psychedelic mushrooms that altered their state of thinking. And the mushrooms go on to represent growth or shrinkage in the characters. And Elizabeth shrank, I'm guessing mentally, after eating the mushrooms. Lucas was unaffected and apparently people like Lee and Allie and whoever else comes into like the later chapters of or the later episodes it affected them too because um, Lee went through a little bit of growth and shrinkage because of his sister's storyline how is that related I do not know please don't ask me Um, but then the caterpillar is there the caterpillar unfortunately I feel so bad for him is not a character from Hope Valley. So unfortunately, he does not get to be paired like Alice and the White Rabbit. But the caterpillar is there to ask Elizabeth, who are you? Over and over again, he is trying to get Elizabeth to, you know, dig into like her philosophical side while she's like in her dreamlike psychedelic mushroom phase Mm -hmm. and asking her, who are you? (laughs) To get her to think. I'm like, didn't you guys say that Elizabeth is already like an an altered state pretty much high but so like him asking her who she is is she really going to know the real her anyway now here's the fun part here is the fun part (laughs) Nathan is the Cheshire cat (laughs) (laughs) Nathan is the Cheshire cat because he points Elizabeth in the right direction (laughs) except he does it right the cheshire cat is like this way that way like if you watch the cartoon he's like pointing in like two separate directions but but 
that is who Nathan supposedly is, the Cheshire cat who grins a lot and smiles. And of course that's Nathan, right? That's how Nathan is. Um, <laughs> and apparently not- Lucas's whole job, Lucas, our white rabbit, is there to help Elizabeth open her heart again. Now, please collect me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that in season eight, episode 12, that ended up being Nathan, right? That is who ended up being the reason. He is the one who helped her see she can move on from Jack. So it's very interesting to me that these poor people thought (laughs) it was going to be the opposite. I could go on and on. Like, this was a very long blog written in very with very good grammar punctuation and comprehension like the comprehension was so good it was just very very well written but you're like are you people really saying this like did you really believe this like you actually thought this show when called the heart a family show would dig so far like they can't come up with their own storylines first of all and now the writers this actually makes me laugh. I'm sorry if it's mean. I don't care. The writers got wind of this because they were actually like tagging Brian Bird and John Tinker and stuff. One of them sent this edit of Lucas next to a bunny looking at the pocket watch. So obviously the rabbit from Alice in Wonderland and called him the hurrier because apparently they felt like Lucas was hurrying Elizabeth all the time. Um, anyway, so they knew the writers were very well aware of Teen Nathan feeling this way. And, and John Tinker actually responded to one of them and was like, no, we don't, we don't go into works of fiction to come up with our, our stories. We're not inspired this way. He actually told a fan that brought up Alice in Wonderland, this one of the Teen Nathan fans. So he made it clear, but of course they're not going to let it go. So this is where it gets fun. The writers took their obsession with Alice in Wonderland yeah and put it into season eight twice put it into season eight twice yep season eight episode three that stack of books lucas is carrying when he walks out of the saloon and sees rosemary and elizabeth the book at the very top is alice in wonderland Mm -hmm. and then in the next episode when elizabeth walks into into the library and lucas looks all disheveled and gorgeous when she's picking up the books the book Mm -hmm. at the top of the stack that she's holding is Alice in Wonderland. And I did see some of the comments where people got all excited, like, oh, Alice in Wonderland, look, it means ah. something. Totally means something. The writers completely had fun with this. Yeah. Let's not forget that same episode, episode four, there's talk of mushrooms again. And yeah. T Nathan fans were like, see, look at how the mushrooms came. Look, they're talking about you know, the, the psychedelic mushrooms from Alice in Wonderland. And they, they look at the mushrooms as like Elizabeth losing her mind and all this stuff. Um, no, the mushrooms are a cute inside joke between Elizabeth and Lucas. Yeah. And, they, and this comes up in their scene right before they want to start dating. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the stupid mushrooms from Alice in Wonderland. It has no negative connotation like team nathan seems to think it does um it's just it's a cute inside joke why why do these people make everything so complicated and then they say they were misled and all this garbage i'm like okay you want to point the finger at somebody else 
for feeling misled, it's those bloggers. It's whoever yeah. is feeding you all this stuff from their blog who's overanalyzing something that just does not exist. Mm-hmm. And you believe them, that's like cult-like behavior. You don't yeah. blame the writers for that. That's you creating stuff yourself. That's your own fiction. That's, mm-hmm. Is there a word for weird fiction? I mean, we have horror and we have like all this stuff. It's like odd, oddball, <laughs> oddball <laughs> fiction. I don't, I don't know. I'm just like, and there was a lot more to it, but I won't get into it. There was just, I read it and I was just shocked. I forced yeah. myself to read it because I feel like our fan base, a lot of people don't know all this stuff, but I feel like they needed to hear. And you guys, if you're team Lucas, we don't want to say that anymore because there's no teams anymore. If you're Luca Beth fans, mm. you are blessed. You pick the right fan base. You pick the right couple. And to those of you who are teammates, and please know, I'm not talking about like everybody. I'm talking about like the fanatics who are still angry mm-hmm. and upset, who are supposed to leave six months ago, but are showing no signs of leaving. And I'm not, I'm talking about those people who kind of deluded themselves basically into believing things. I'm so happy about those of you who went back and watched and are like, okay, yes, I wanted her with Nathan, but I can see the Lucas angle. Someone left a really sweet comment. I'm going to, on one of our YouTube videos, we used to be a team Nathan fan. Um, I need to go back and thank that person. I think you already did Jillian, but I was so touched by that. And I'm so happy. Like, I love that we're bringing this for our fan base, but that like, Team Nathan fans are watching the podcast and going, yes, okay, yeah. now we get it. Like, that's amazing. So again, right. um, yeah, if anyone wants to read this, I mean, brave souls out there who want to read it, DM me, I'll send you the link. Um, yeah. And then Jillian, my love, please add your thoughts and Blanca, tell us, tell us how you feel. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, I don't even know. I need water. I mean- the theories that came from from this whole thing were just people being like, oh yeah, like they're just trying to mm-hmm. convince themselves that the story that is progressing is not actually like, I don't know. I don't even know because it's so, in, like, it's so crazy. Like the pumpkins. The, like they're, yeah they're grasping at straws and I feel like the writers like you said the writers knew about it I didn't actually know that they knew about it but I figured they probably had you know heard so the grapevine that people were talking about all this stuff and I feel like the writers kind of put this stuff <laughs> in there like the, the like the little white rabbits and, yes, yes, the, yes, yes. and I feel like they put that in there on purpose just to be like come on you guys like just as like a nugget of I think they were having fun like I feel kind of bad because they were kind of having fun with it and I'll be honest Derek Thompson wrote that episode and I think Elizabeth Stewart wrote it with him I would be so offended if something that I put so much thought and so much care and so much emotion into that episode had so much I mean, it was a deep episode. We just pointed out why and how. I would be offended. I'm like, that's what you took away. You went to a children's book and you reduced my protagonist to like a little girl who, like a meddlesome little girl. And you made my 
future leading man into a freaking giant rabbit like <laughs> what and you made the other guy that i have to write because he's on the show you turned him into a cat yeah the cat i yeah yeah, not just a normal cat, but like a like a psycho cat. Like he's he's no, like he has mental issues. Cheshire Cat has mental yeah. issues. Like he's yeah. psychologically not sound. And these people are like, look, this is our guy. He's well, it, that is kind of true. That kind of makes sense more than anything else. <laughs> <Remember> <laughs> the yeah, they just missed the point. Exhibitay the, the chopping wood scene. <laughs> Season, I mean, that episode three also had a Lucas-Fiona scene that really didn't amount to anything, but yeah. these people were, like, campaigning for Lucas-Fiona. <sighs> so yeah. it was, like, um, they were even more excited because they were, like, oh, look, and then later they're, like, look, they're going to go with Lucona. They're going to go with Lucas-Fiona because <sighs> there was the scene and it meant something. And some people thought Lucas, like, winked at Fiona when he walked by her. He wasn't v- winking. Like, I think that was, like, Chris did, like, like one of his, like, eyes did kind of, is it depressed? You really more? Who the heck knows? Yeah, who the, I don't know. But, but I, I don't know. So, look, I'm going to say something. I'm going to, I'm going to be, I will try to be very nice about this when I say this. I will try. But the Hardys, this this fan base, do you want them represented by a group of people who misinterpret everything, who get mad at you when they don't understand the story, who are just constantly unhappy about things, who like, okay, I'm just repeating myself here, but who just don't understand the characters who don't understand the show don't know how to like put things together is that who you want representing your entire franchise the when call it the heart franchise or do you want it to be the fan base that actually looked at things that actually looked at scenes and looked at dialogue and looked at even like the stuff that wasn't like the non-verbal cues lucas and elizabeth had so many of those and actually put that together and said okay this is the romance like we see this story we've been following it since season six and then we saw it progress in season seven and then it like blossomed in season eight Mm. wouldn't you want that like wouldn't you want a fan base that understands where you're going even if you don't know the end game for sure like that you're comprehending the story so I don't know I would it's kind of scary you either cater to the Luca Beth fans or you cater to people who actually think Alice in Wonderland <laughs> I, uh... I mean I mean they catered they catered to the story that they were going toward because that's the story they were telling but then they like yeah. threw in these little things just <laughs> funny because they have a sense of humor and they're like yeah let's put Alice in Wonderland on the top of this stack of books that Lucas is carrying and then Let's let's do a scene where they're like they're watching <laughs> white rabbits. If they had paid attention to what was happening on screen, they would never have come up with theories yeah. like that. Like you said, Dave, this is this is a family show about life. This isn't lost. This isn't science fiction. There is yeah. no there is no room for crazy theories here. So when they there are, are they are there are other theories. 
there are other ones like law of gravity was one that they came up with where the um, one about the the color of the clothes i think right when she yes. wore purple yeah mm-hmm. yeah apparently they, they color coordinated them based yeah. on scenes <laughs> then there was the whole oh one one person said they had foreshadowed the apple giving because there were apples in random scenes with Lucas and I mean Elizabeth and Nathan that there had been a lot of scenes that where it was in the background so they kind of like knew it was coming which was like okay so she he gave her the apple that didn't really go anywhere um and then there was like the law of gravity thing where apparently um Newton is named after Newton's law and um there's an apple involved there's an apple involved and julie in season one tells elizabeth that she and jack have a gravitational pull that somehow ties into nathan and elizabeth teaches a a lesson about gravity in season one (laughs) dropping the shoe in the like about gravitational pull but I, 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 I don't know. I just don't. Where did Jillian go? Did she die? (laughs) I died. I died. I died. I can't do it. Man. No, like, like, these theories are just pulled out of nowhere. Nowhere. Rabbit hole. (laughs) Rabbit hole. Yeah. (laughs) So yes, that is a lot to take in. We're all in the same boat. We're all we're all very like what about this theory? Um, but it but it's a thing that's been put out there. So if you want to know more about it, DM Div and she will send it to you. Okay. So but that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Uh, we so appreciate you guys so much. If you're not already following us on social media, make sure you're following us on all the things. We are at uh, the Luca Beth Lounge on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And we are at Luca Beth Lounge on Twitter. And just so you guys know, we're going to take a little break for the holidays and we'll see you guys next year. We're really excited to be back with new content. Thank you for continuing to support us. And we love you. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you.